Chapter 13 Chakma The Morning Star The mountain was not created, but rather the mountain towers. It is and always will be, since God is a divine source of infinite power. This sphere of creation contains ten sephiroth. These are states, not places, with names ranging from Kether, Chokma, Bina, down to Had and Yisad. But what was the meaning for these names, and who covered them in ancient Hebrew clues? For beside the mountain of God I was so simple, but my simple sight was set on that which was true. Now what are we really, since all of our bodies will die? Ever since I touched the unknowable source, the great lion had blinded my inner eye. Oh, my eyes! What good are eyes for a fool like me? I'd give everything back to the grapevine, because it was the source that allowed me to truly see. I need not a thing. Oh, what on earth did I bring? Traversing down from the peak of the mountain, I appeared in my own inner vision when a small white dog began to sing. Why, yes, a spirit was beside me. This white dog was following in my steps. Both of us were fools as we danced to the edge of a cliff when there were no steps left. And there was something in my arms. I carried a stick with my belongings tied to a sack. I'd become a wandering hooligan with a flower in hand while the rays of the sun shined upon my back. Yes, the source pressed me forward, and this path was like a rhyme. Each step had no care for what lie ahead, since seeing the soul was all I needed to find. Now that white dog began to prance, so I couldn't refuse to dance. And as we trotted down the mountain, a bearded man appeared when I caught his glance. Who goes there? asked the man. Oh, it is not I. This would not be me. We are the soul, the spirit, and all of the light in which we will always be. But if you're referring to this outfit, then I am a fool with a dog who's wandering away, and we seek nothing, so there is nowhere to go and nothing impressive left to say. Simply stated we are complete, neither dead nor alive. Now watch me leap off this cliff to prove that a fool like me cannot die. A human spirit? Now how did you make it all the way up here? You're going the wrong way, my precious one. Oh, turn around and go back home to that ancient lion and seer, said the bearded man. I looked down to the dog, who was happy to be alive. Or was this dog dead and preserved just like I? Or was this dog the smart one? Maybe it was I who was following it. Now a halo illuminated this bearded man when his glowing light began to emit. Did you hear me? asked the bearded man. Why, yes, I hear you, but you couldn't have been talking to me. I am one with the source, and so a fool I am already freed. Then where are you heading? he asked. I go nowhere, since I own nothing and I am no thing, for we simply stumble along, and ever since this dog found me, we go wherever we believe that we belong. But there is a path, there is a way in which all souls must respect and attend. But I am still so curious as to why you are heading downward from the top of the very end, asked the bearded man. The end? Why I believe you must be wrong. This moment is the beginning, and the moment is infinitely long. Many lives I have wandered, but a fool like me is always home. I am complete with all that surrounds me as I have touched the source of the grapevine's throne. Then you have come from Kether, but why have you stumbled here? All the humans seek to stay in heaven, and yet you appear as ever so near. Have you stolen this light, 
Are you a thief in the midst of a great theft? Or are you the hope of the divine family? Are you part of all the light that's left? Asked the bearded man. The light that's left? Why, yes, that sounds like me. Go on and tell me about this light, for this is the light that I once did see. I was blinded from the grapevine, and there is no use for my eyes. I'd even allow you to take my life, because it is impossible for a fool like me to die. Come with me, my boy. Do you know where you are? How in the universe did you end up here? Oh, I'm certain your journey must have taken you ever so far, asked the bearded man. Why, yes, I'm right here, and there's nowhere else to go. I've forgotten everything I ever learned, because clarity means surrendering all we think we know. If I will always be this way, then so I will always belong. Nothing I ever say is right, because I'm obsessed with the lessons from being wrong. Let me teach you about knowing. May you learn what a fool does not care to know. Because everywhere is a journey, and everywhere is the place a soul is meant to go. But look at this truth. You must admit it does not get better than this. For I sit atop the right-hand pillar beside the source of Kether's infinite bliss. I am Jehovah, and here you exist in the supernatural sphere. For in all of existence, no mortal body survives if they make it all the way up here, said the bearded man. Again I looked around. There was not another human here. Rather, there was plenty of supernatural energy all over the place, but only this bearded being stood before a giant sphere. A sphere? Why, yes, it's right here. Now why are you speaking to me, and how is it that you've come to appear so near? The bearded man nodded. He studied me up and down, and then a gentle smile appeared on his face. Why, I'd never seen this man frown. Why, Kether must have sent you, and that's why the potency of the source would have gotten to your head. From my view, you're too energized to be in a body, yet the great eastern sun has sent you, and so I'm sure you must plant the morning star in your head said the bearded man. The source said something about a sun between my eyes, but I think it was when I crossed over, back before my body had died. Now tell me something. Could you rattle me a riddle? I'm on my way somewhere, and I think I just came from beyond the top or within the middle. The riddle is where you are. It's the journey you're on. And you can't pass through my sphere until you realize where our wisdom belongs. That's why you've arrived. There's no telling why else you'd be here, and you're too aloof to do any damage, so I reckon you've got nothing to fear. Now did the source tell you anything? Did it explain why you're on this path? Are you the fool that was sent to rejoin heaven and earth at last? Asked the bearded man. So many questions, and I still hadn't a clue where any answers could be found. The dog and I meandered near the edge of this giant sphere when the bearded man came back around. Listen to me, fool. This is quite the necessary task. I must know if you are the one who is sent, because once you start on this path, you cannot go back, said the man. And where is this way you speak of? Surely I'll go along if only to explore. The grapevine is my path, and the source of this light is all that I live for. But you must hear me out. This path is intense and not for the timid or faint of heart. If you are to begin, I must explain the place from which you will start. This is the tree of life, and there are ten sephiroth along the way, housed between three pillars and three triangles. Each sephiroth is an expression of energy that the spirit can touch and learn, but it cannot stay. This is the path of the fool's journey, and so you must enter into each sphere and then pass along. This trek requires bravery and courage, for this way is only for the fearless and the strong. 
you are in the supernatural triangle, which consists of Kether, Chakma, and Bina. And the further your journey takes you away, the more it feels as if the experience promotes amnesia. After the supernatural triangle, there are three ethical spheres. This includes Chesed, Jibra, and Tipperet. After that, you'll find your way where the astral triangles appear. Here you'll approach the final aspects of the Tree of Life, and all energy flows from the source of Kether, which you know as God, and so you'll transcend through Netzach, Had, and Yisad. After all this, you'll be called to find your way back to Earth, as we seek the link that can reconnect the Divine back to the land, and so you'll carry this link of light all the way down, and that is the plan, said the bearded man. I looked down at the dog. Both of us had been freed from wherever we'd been restrained. This was a fool's journey, and so I'd already forgotten everything that this bearded man had just explained. I have listened to what you said, and so I watch it pass through one ear and out the other. But since I have touched the source of the grapevine, I see you as my own soul, and so I will call you my greatest father, mother, sister, and brother. Wherever I am needed, I don't know if you can count on me, for I am the fool of God's bliss, and I cannot agree nor disagree. I simply go forth, and so I will go wherever I am needed. There is no need to worry about me, my dear friend. I am the fruit of the vine, which has just been seeded. The man shook his head, and now he muttered something to himself. But I was busy looking at the beauty of the white rose in my hand, when I lifted the petals and pressed the flower against the dog's snout. Oh, a fool's life is the way, and this is the path for me. Ever since I touched the source of the overflowing cup, there was nothing else I needed to see. Why, yes, I'm right here. Nowhere else I could be. I am liberated as I always was. Here in this moment, I am infinitely free. Wakeful you are, but you are not quite on the spot. The wisdom which you are connected to is called Bodhi, but the understanding and realization you require cannot be sought. Rather, the spaciousness of all Kether's vast energy must be contained in a single dot, he said. Again, I spaced out when the man's hands began to press pure potential together and shape the light like clay. A sun was rising beyond me in the overflowing cup. Good morning, my friend. Now the bearded man's hands compressed this potential together as if the sun might burst through his grip. The qualities of the sun contain gentleness and fearlessness, and so I must plant the center of the sun within your head. This will bring a natural intelligence as to how you'll organize this new world. Your attention will be centered rather than allowing your wakefulness to be disproportionately spread. Your life requires a sense of structure, just as any temple has its pillars, windows, and walls. This will be the quality of having a container for this wisdom to reside in. And after I plant this in your mind, both your eyes will act as two great halls, said this great one. I watched in excitement, as this was nothing a mortal man could ever know. And so the white dog and I witnessed a miracle take shape when the source in his hands began to sparkle and glow. Yes, the bearded man held it. Why, this was the divine Lord of God. At the right hand of mercy, this father molded a separate ray from the source where a path grew like a lightning rod. Let there be light. This is the Bodhi of the great vine, the innermost light of God's perfection. And so I plant the morning star within your mind central between your eyes. Kether has been sowed within your head. Carry this connection down from the source, and the energy of a separate thread will soon spread, woven through all. This is your link back home. All that's left is the journey, my dear son. May you shine and grow, he said.
As he placed the sun between my eyes, I suddenly came to. I couldn't remember where I'd wandered or what I had gone through. Before I realized who I was, I remembered all of it was one together. When I understood, I was a separate aspect of Kether. The power erupted in my mind. Only this great being's strength could compact the sun into such a tight space. A moment later, he placed a bandana over my eyes to cover the sun as he tied it around my face. This is the Eye of Ra, and so I grant you access to the wisdom of the wise. May you restore the link between heaven and earth. Go forward on this journey, even after the body dies. The ray beamed from within, while my arms reached forward since that bandana made me blind. It was so brilliant and pure that I had to feel my way around until there was something I could find. There the Great Father took my hand and led me down the temple steps. What just happened to me? Where am I and where do I go next? Listen, my son. This light is the soul's natural immunity. I have planted the sun between your eyes as this awakened light grows as the Bodhi seed, which is connected back to the grapevine's first nursery. This is the same light that grew the Garden of Eden, and now this great fortress has a foundation within your mind. Keep the blindfold on until you learn how to control your powers. For now, wait here until the rest of your journey begins to align, he said. And who are you? Looking from my heart, I realized I did not need eyes. The first manifestation of God sat atop the pillar of mercy, and I could feel his essence was the creator reshaping the wisdom of the wise. My hands held my heart in admiration for the great and grand father. The moment I touched the young, my perception shifted when I saw his form change, and so I bowed in honor. Now the Egyptians called me Autumn Ra, while the Greeks called me Zeus. I am the supreme being. I am the light, the way, and the everlasting truth. With no beginning and no end, I am the source of life and the magic within each breath. I am the vigor of the grapevine that cultivates the soul long after the mystery of death, he said. Coming to my senses, bit by bit, I sat beside his feet. The ankh was so tender and heavy in my heart, and so I held the ankh with my hands when he also took a seat. Still aligned with the Supreme Self, he was the same source of the greatest force. But now he appeared in orange robes riding along the wind of a mighty Tibetan horse. Know me as Buddha, the Great Awakened One. I am the realization of awakening as the soul is forever connected to the enlightened feminine energy of our source's son, he said. Again I touched the Ankh, where the perception of this great being changed again. The same aspect of energy appeared as yet a different manifestation of him. See me as Vishnu, I am the preserver and the one who pervades. I am the divine light as my devotees chant my names throughout every decade. He said. This was him who planted the divine thread from which all creation grows. I bowed for everything he had told me. It is through him that all wisdom is exposed. And what should I do now? Purify and wait for grace, he said. Sitting at the last step of the high temple, I felt nature upon my toes. This was a holy place I had always been connected to, but I'd never quite known. My mind was back into who I thought I was, but what exactly had I just been told? One more thing, said the Great One turning around. This light is sacred. It is the most potent source of all energy ever created. Whoever you choose to share it with will also be blessed, and so the essence of their path will also be initiated and consecrated. Holy and divine, the light is infinite as it spreads. 
This light you carry has the power of one billion suns, and it is woven throughout all beings as separate threads. This light is not something to keep for yourself, but rather in time it must be shared so that more light can grow. Like seeds coming to bloom, we must plant this light in the eyes of many so that more pure seeds can be sowed. The great vine has lost the spiritual link to the land. All it takes is a single surge in the right person's eyes and will reunite this miracle of love so that all beings can coexist together, he said. And where have you brought me now? My arms reached out into empty space, but I could not see anything under the bandana. There was nothing but the edge of this land to touch, and that's when I first felt the divine woodlands panorama. You will enter into the spiritual forest, then you will align yourself with one of our twelve tribes. For there are twelve divine families, and their coat of arms have been preserved within the sky. The stars have clustered together around their kingdoms, twelve zodiacs showcasing the power sent from God above. And in time, a tribe will call out for you. Act at once, and let every challenge be overcome through the labor of God's love, he said. The Great One rested his hand on my shoulder and held a cup up to my lips. One more sip, as this Soma is the divine nectar of Brahma. Let his power flourish through you, as this is the source within Jehovah, Christ, and Allah. Do not be afraid, even as you must face the holy war within. May you be fearless in all your endeavors, and now the journey back to earth begins, said the Great One.